0: What's up what to do man? It's your boy Dev the Gamer aka Player One the guy himself and welcome to another episode of The Gamer's Den. The show where I go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. And we start this thing off with a thing called Level 1 News. So before we start off with Level 1 News, appreciate and shout out to everybody who tapping in to listen to this episode and listening to the show. We are available on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music samsung podcast and plenty other platforms i believe i find i get the list at some point that's for the audio experience for the visual experience we are on rumble we are on hideout and i will and i have been uploading these on youtube so for the youtube people everything from like 94 on is gonna do that so, it's going to be like a mad wide gap in between in the playlist when you go to the playlist. So, you're going to have to tap in to rumble to get all that. I'm not going to be re-uploading all that shit that's doing too much. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. But uh, with that being said, we pretty much got one article to go over in uh, Level 1 News today. And this, in this episode, it's kind of we're going to be starting off with the everything else. And I know I talked about it on my channel, but I, I talked about it vaguely just to kind of prep everybody who tapped in and who really be listening and supporting that... We're going, to be, we're going to be talking about Google Stadia and it closing down and be going more in depth. And I'm going to provide some insight on that. And we're just going to talk about the whole thing in general of cloud gaming and what it means, right? Like, is, is the promise still there? Because Google Stadia, like Google, I mean, it's a lot that, that goes into it when we're talking about Google. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not just Stadia specifically. We're talking about Google. So we're talking about a company who has made plenty of products and plenty of services and majority of them have shut down so we definitely gonna be getting into that but like i said we got one thing to get into with level one news and it's gonna be the everything else tier so let's go ahead and get into it am i screened up yes i am all right so headline reads optimal optimal meal frequency how many meals should you eat per day now, the reason I want to talk about this is because I, I continuously have this conversation, right? And when this just comes to health and everybody's livelihood, we tend to always have this conversation of, you know, how many times a day should somebody be eating? Should you eat whatever the case may be? For me, I believe a child, I, I, I like, I seriously believe a child, whatever age range you specifically want to uh, classify as a child, child, right? I believe a child should should eat about three meals a day, like three square meals a day, like they in prison or some shit. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. But I believe children should eat about three to four square meals a day. Once you an adult, I don't think you should be able not able, but I don't think you should be eating three to four square meals a day unless you have unless you can afford it or unless you got awful poor, like unless you the homeless and the poor. Now, I know y'all sitting here like, bruh, oh my God, you about to get canceled. You about to give me bad advice. I know y'all sitting there like, hold up. No, 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 no. Hear me out, right? We're going to get into this article and this why I brought this article up today because it's a lot of things that we as people around the world subscribe to, whether it's based off religion, politics um you know surgeon general or whoever that person will be wherever your country at they tell us and have described and put out the way that okay you should eat this much you should be eating this this is what a meal is this is what a meal is not so we're gonna get into it and uh this is gonna be a long you know this is gonna be long you know what i'm saying because this is the only one the only article we got to go over today in level one news so let's go ahead and get into it there's a lot of confusion about advice about the optimal meal frequency According to many experts, eating breakfast jumpstarts, fat burning and five to six small meals per day prevent your metabolism from slowing down. Now, you know, that may or may not be true, but what I'm going to do is read a lot of this and then whatever I need to speak on, I'm going to speak on. So if you new here, that's how this goes. Uh, we go over articles, I go over, them. you know, I give my input, whatever the case. And if something needs a deep dive and breaking down, I do that. You know, I'm saying we real deal for real over here with the actual factuals. So let's keep going. But studies actually show mixed results. And it is not clear that more frequent meals help you lose weight. This article explores many meals you should be eating and discusses the general health relevance of meal frequency. Now, for everybody on the visuals, right, I'm going to highlight this right here. I'm going to highlight this because this is going to be the determining factor of what you should and should not be doing. This is going to play a big factor into it. Right. It says, but studies actually show mixed results and it is not clear that more frequent meals help you lose weight. Now, when we also talking about health and we talking about livelihood and stuff like that, I always factor in and I want to put into the conversation are like, what is your goal for eating a certain type of way? Right. I don't want to put and I'm not in not including or like just excluding anybody with any type of health conditions or eating disorders no those people are not included in this conversation just because that's a that's a real specific condition and that's something that is real and you could tell that person they should do this this that and the third but based on their condition that it, it may or may not even help them you know what i'm saying so i rather just leave health conditions and health disorders and eating disorders and stuff like that to professionals and doctors But when it comes to everybody else, me, you, the other person listening to this, your girl listening to you, your homies listening to you. Yeah. No. What is the goal of you eating the way you're eating? Right. Like, are you trying to gain weight? Are you trying to put on weight? Now, what type of weight is this? Is this just overall weight? So this is fat and muscle or more muscle weight versus the latter. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very important to pinpoint what you're trying to gain as far as eating a certain way you're eating. So let's go ahead and get into it. Do more frequent meals increase metabolic rate? Now, I didn't have this queued up. So metabolism is the process by which your body converts what you eat and drink into energy. During this complex process, calories in food and beverages are combined with oxygen to release the energy your body needs to function. So if you don't know what metabolism is, that's what it means. And the article says does more frequent meals increase your metabolic rate? so this would mean what is it increasing your energy is it increasing the rate you're converting food into energy this is up for debate and this is always going to be a debate because you can get on youtube you see all these fit women you see all these fit men you go to the gym you see these people fit you see these people lean you see these people bulked up muscled up and you think that oh, all man they eating a gang of stuff they might have all the powder in the world and when i say powder you know we're talking about uh Supplements, you know, so you could put a little powder, a little protein powder, and you shake and you drink, and all that, and then they be in the gym. You know what I'm talking about? They be going crazy. So, does it help with energy? May or may not. But once again, I say this all goes back to your goal and what you're trying to accomplish when eating the way you are. Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to gain weight? Are you trying to build muscle mass? What are you trying to do? Now, if you're just a regular person and you just eating for the sake of eating, then this conversation doesn't mean shit to you. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears, but it, it's not going to mean shit. So let's go ahead and continue here in the article. <clears throat> metabolic rate is the number of calories your body burns within a given time period. The idea that eating more frequent, smaller meals increases metabolic rate is a persistent myth. It is true that digesting a meal raises metabolism slightly, and this phenomenon is known as the thermic effect of food. However, it is the total amount of food consumed that determines the amount of energy expended during digestion. Eating three meals of 800 calories will cause the same thermic effect as eating six meals of 400 calories. There is literally no difference. Multiple studies have compared eating many smaller. Yeah, multiple, wait, 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 hold up. Don't tell me y'all done butched it. Y'all know how I get when they start talking stupid. Y'all know how I get. Y'all know how I get when they start doing the stupid shit. I'll be sitting there like this. Hold up. Come on now. Multiple studies have compared eating many smaller meals. I don't know why they skipped a word here. Many smaller meals versus fewer larger meals and concluded that there is no significant effect on either metabolic rate or the total amount of fat loss. So... I know a lot of y'all sitting here like, wait, wait, wait. They lied to me. Wait, wait, wait. They've been lying to me. I know a lot of y'all sitting here like. Hold up. Hey. Don't say it ain't so. Yes. And and this is what I wanted to say. I, I agree with this. Some of this sentiment right here, because I tell people and I've been telling people for years. I don't eat a lot. Right. I don't eat a lot and it's on purpose. And we're getting to some of the reasons why i don't eat and it would be backed up with this article here but i don't eat because like they said right here eating three meals is the same as eating six as far as the thermic effect is so thermic you know how um you playing call of duty and oh i got the thermoscope that's thermic your body heat signature how hot are you how cold are you your thermic levels Any amount of food, for the most part, will do that. So that's true. Like any amount of food will make you warmer, make you colder, do nothing, little bit here and there, whatever it is. And for me, well, you know, where I live in the Midwest. So, you know, when the seasons change, you know, you may or may not start drinking hot chocolate in the wintertime, fall time, more tea than you would versus the latter half of the year or the latter portion of the year because it's colder outside. It, you know, it went from being 75, 80, 85, 90, 95, a max of maybe 100 degrees outside to now it's drop dead 60 and under. And you cold. It's hoodie season out here. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be talking about cuffing season and I ain't on that cuffing shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. That cuffing shit is not going on over here. She'd be like, oh, hey, I'm looking for a relationship. And i will be like, hold up, hey. No, ma'am. hmm. <laughs> No, ma'am, I'm too focused right now. No, ma'am. So, um, you know what I'm saying? It's it, it. There's really no difference. And for everybody on the visuals and on the audio, I will read it. But for everybody on the visuals, you see it right here. They have a summary, and the summary says eating more frequently does not increase your overall metabolic rate or the number of calories you burn over the day. It just doesn't. So. For everybody who is an adult and you eating this crazy, it's not going to change, bro. And this is seen in the skinny people that we've went to school with, you go to work with, we just function with in everyday life in the world. And you know, this person is not really skinny, but they're a small framed person. They're a small framed woman, small framed man. They, they're, they don't have a real big build, you know, or not really so much a threatening, but they don't have a a demanding bill per se if they're a man and they don't have a, a more sh- figured out shape if they're a woman if that's what I could say I probably didn't offend somebody so damn Hold up. it was unintentional but I don't I don't really know how to describe it with women because some of y'all be curvy some of y'all be flat some of y'all just be fucking cupcake looking I don't know man like men be looking out of pocket too but I mean damn all right, man, let's continue on here before I get canceled. Does eating more frequently balance blood sugar levels and reduce cravings? So here is, um, you know, they kind of go over it as well. But this does or does not really go into what I'm talking about. But I want to touch on this because or just give you all this summary, because I know some people are diabetic. Some people do have blood sugar issues. And I've went to school you know, and worked with people who have blood sugar issues. You know, you you probably go to work with somebody who has blood sugar issues. I'm probably butchering the words, but blood sugar issues. And these people do or don't have to eat candy or something throughout the day or they're going to pass out. You know what I'm saying? They got to keep their stuff level. So the summary here says fewer and larger meals lower your average daily blood sugar levels, getting most of your calories in the morning in the morning and eating fewer in the afternoon and evening also seems to reduce average blood sugar levels. So again, fewer and larger meals, lower your average daily blood sugar levels, getting most of your calories in the morning and eating fewer in the afternoon and evening also seems to reduce average blood sugar levels. So based off that information, what you may or may not need to do is what eat in the morning or just eat throughout the day. That's maybe what you need to do i know me personally i like to eat throughout the day and just starting from a certain point in time now i don't have any blood sugar issues so this may seem vague or just non no, just not important to those people who do but just to even say this and put this information out here i i like i prefer to eat throughout the day meaning you know i don't eat breakfast now nowadays i eat breakfast just because i work out i push weights and do calisthenics i do a mix of both so i work out and and stuff like that so of course i'm gonna eat breakfast eat my oatmeal eat my eggs etc etc but if i wasn't doing that i wouldn't eat breakfast i literally wouldn't eat till 12 I, i i eat between 12 noon and 8 p.m after 8 p.m i don't eat no more so it's just that's just how i function but now since i'm eating breakfast I eat breakfast and then i try my best to not eat until about three in the afternoon. I know that sounds crazy as hell to some of y'all, but for me, it's a mind over matter thing, right? So but let's go ahead. and Keep on getting to it. Uh, let's get into it, actually. To eat breakfast or not to eat breakfast, because th- and that leads us into this part of the article, right? Which a lot of people probably sitting here like, oh, you got to eat breakfast. Well, let's get into it. Conventional wisdom dictates the breakfast. That breakfast is is a necessity. That it jumpstarts your metabolism for the day and helps you lose weight. What's more, observa- What's more, I'm butching up everything, bro. God damn. I'm butching up every motherfucking thing. All right, we picking up right here because I've been having te- I was having technical difficulties. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, we are gonna get back into the article and picking up where I left off. We're definitely gonna be doing that. Picking up where I left off which is here about the breakfast line. So picking up where I left off. What's more observational studies consistently show that the breakfast skippers are more likely to be obese than people who eat breakfast. So that's news to me because I've been skipping breakfast for a long time, for years by choice, and I haven't become obese whatsoever. Now, prior to me being an adult growing up as a kid or whatever, I mean, I was a big kid. My dad is a bigger guy. And my mom is a slimmer guy. So I adopted his weight with her height. And, you know, so I'm six foot something, but I'm wide as hell, too. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was a big, big kid. I ended up slimming out as I got older. But it's just the point of uh, prior to that. I mean, well, post that. I haven't been obese for the term, quote unquote. I haven't been obese whatsoever. So lately, though when I just, my last time going to the doctors, they said I was obese as far as my BMI is concerned. I forgot what BMI stands for, but BMI is pretty much just the average status of male, female at that age and time. So for my age and for my weight and all of that, I'm obese by like 10, 15 pounds, but I don't really, well, I mean, it's more than that, but apparently i'm obese but i don't look obese i don't feel obese i feel great i actually hit my goal of um you know i hit my goal because i want to be a certain weight i used to be 175 now i'm like 215 220 you know just about i got to find my paper again i think i'm like 220 225 actually actually yeah i'm like 225 yeah i'm actually like 225 not 215 i'm sorry i'm actually like 225 so now i'm like six foot plus well i'm six foot four just to let everybody know I'm six foot four, 225 pounds, and I work out. So it's not like I'm just fat. It's not like I'm just whatever. I work out on a frequent daily basis. Uh, I eat, you know what I'm saying? But it's what I eat to that. That's a factor in why I am, you know, how I am, whatever the case with my weight. Now, um, as far as people being obese for skipping or not skipping breakfast, that's just news to me. So uh, let's let's keep going. Yet correlation doesn't equal causation. I'm going to repeat that. Yet correlation does not equal causation. This data does not prove that breakfast helps you lose weight. Just that eating breakfast is associated with a lower risk of being obese. This is most likely because breakfast skippers tend to be less health conscious overall, perhaps opting for a donut at work and then having a big meal at McDonald's for lunch. And you know, the funny thing is, Before I continue on with this article, the funny thing is I say this all the time when I have these conversations, when I have these conversations, whether it's my folks or random people, whatever the case may be, especially here in America, because you have some comparisons where our portions are bigger than other countries. When we eat, we I I like to say people not even like to say I know for a fact people are force feeding themselves and that's a problem. You don't want to force feed yourself nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like. And, and a lot of people don't see it as force feeding because it's, so, it's seen as the normal, right? So for what they just said, a person who skips breakfast, they probably only having like a donut, a certain light. Like, and then when it's break time and lunchtime at their job, they go to McDonald's or something, get a nice little meal. Okay, cool. So they had a meal, but let's say average lunchtime is in between like maybe 12 noon to two, maybe. So in between this time, when most people go into lunch, yo, this is the first and if this, this, this is the first meal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would think, well, d- depending on what type of job you have, this is normal. Right. And I have no issue with that. But like they said, the whole information and everything is just proving that you won't be obese or whatever the hell they said. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Yeah. You just have a lower risk of being obese. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just all it pretty much is like. And and the reason why I want to bring just health and eating right is because we're going into a time where the world is going through a change of the guard and food prices are going up. Inflation is happening here in America. A lot of things is going on. And some people, y'all don't think y'all not going to think about it because a lot of y'all may or may not be affected by the current situation, economic situation going on. But y'all might feel feel it in the latter once these two years go by. Y'all might be feeling it, and it's just like, man, you may y'all might recall back to this episode and be like, yo, Dev was talking it. He was talking that talk. He was talking that shit. Let me go. Let me go back and tap in episode what episode blah, 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 about the what. Blah, blah, blah. Let me go back here. Boop. You know what I'm saying? So I just really want to put a different perspective out there, so somebody may or may not be helped. So let's continue on here. Everyone knows that breakfast is good for you, so people who have healthy habits overall are more likely to eat breakfast. However, there is no evidence that breakfast, quote unquote, jumpstarts metabolism and makes you lose weight. Nevertheless, eating breakfast may benefit certain aspects of health. It appears that it appears that the body's blood sugar control is better in the morning. Therefore, having a high calorie breakfast results in lower average daily blood sugar levels compared to eating a high calorie dinner. Also, one study in people with type two diabetes found that found that fasting until noon increased the rise in blood sugar after lunch and dinner. See what I said? It's not that like like and I keep telling people like, bro, it's not that um, I know you all like, well, you switched to OBS. Quiet. I'm trying to make sure my camera ain't jacked up. I already had to adjust it one time. Um, yeah. So, you know, that may or may not be a good thing what you just heard you know what i'm saying but i don't have diabetes so mind you i don't have diabetes i've never been diagnosed with diabetes i don't have it i like to joke around and say when i do eat candy i like to eat in excess like we all suffer from a sin i believe so the only sin i suffer from is gluttony you know people think gluttony and greed the same thing kind of but gluttony is a little worse so um i'm a glutton man i can't save no candy for shit like uh, excuse the language for the sensitive ears i want all my shit right then and there so if I go to the store and I buy the entire candy out, I'm going to probably eat it as soon as I get back. I'm not saving nothing. <laughs> so, um, you know, but I eat like this, you know what I'm saying? And for me personally, it works. I mean, if if I could, if things were the way I wanted them to as it right now for my life, I would go back to eating this way with the only thing I eat in the morning is just my oatmeal, maybe some eggs. But, you know, that's it. Like I said, I work out. So that'd be the only thing. And even that. I would probably only do that every other morning. I wouldn't want to eat oatmeal every morning. I would do it every other morning. But let's continue on here. These effects are mediated by the body clock, also known as the circadian rhythm, but more studies are needed before scientists can fully understand how it works. Okay, so, you know what I'm saying? You got to get your circadian rhythm in order, man. Y'all may or may not know that, but yeah, you got to get your body, you got to get your body alignment in order. You got to get the rhythm in order. You got to be aligned and on time. You got to get it in order. So pretty much the summary here is there is no evidence that skipping breakfast is harmful to to healthy people. However, people with diabetes should consider eating a healthy breakfast or getting most of their calories early in the day. So if you have diabetes and this article is coming from Healthline.com. So don't. So everybody on the audio like, oh, man, you just got all this information. What article did this is from Healthline. This is from Healthline. Don't be trying to don't be trying to do me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, now we're going to get to what I wanted to get to. Right. Got to prep y'all because why skipping meals from time to time has health benefits. That's what this section of the article says. And I believe this to be true. And I know it to be true because I skip meals like I eat. I eat my breakfast. But then that's it. Because it's, you know what I'm saying? It's just whatever. You know what I'm saying? i, I skip stuff and i do whatever. And it looks like I'm going to have to speed this up again. This iPhone battery is just not lasting, bro. I'll tell you. So let's get into it. Intermittent fasting is a trendy topic in nutrition these days. It means that you strategically abstain from eating at certain times, such as skipping breakfast and lunch each day or doing two longer 24-hour fasts each week. According to conventional wisdom, this approach will put you in, quote unquote, starvation mode and make you lose your precious, your precious muscle mass. However, this is not the case. Studies on short term on short term fasting show that metabolic show. Yeah, show that the metabolic. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold up. Hey. Studies show that the metabolic rate may actually increase in the beginning only after prolonged fasting. Does it go down? So this is studies on short term fasting, right? And you know, cause that's what it said. Short term fasting shows that the metabolic rate may actually increase in the beginning. Only prolonged fasting. Does it go down? Right? Right. Additionally studies in both humans and animals show that intermittent fasting has various health benefits including improved insulin sensitivity, lower glucose, lower insulin, and various other benefits. Intermittent fasting also includes a cellular cleanup process called autophagy. I believe that's autophagy. If it's not that, it's autophagy. It's, it's a weird word. I'm, I'm trying to avoid saying autophagy because that's not what the word is. It's not autophagy, yo. Hold up. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's autophagy, but um, that is where the body cells clear waste products that build up in the cells and contribute to aging and disease. This, that right there is the number one reason why I basically intermittent fast. Oh, well, damn, you doing all this long, trying no stuff? Got me listening for 30 minutes, man. What's wrong with you? You just could have told me you'd be intermittent fasting. You could have just told me. Hold up. No, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. For everybody on the visuals, I'm going to highlight it again. Intermittent fasting also includes a cellular cleanup process called autophagy, where the body sells clear waste products that build up in the cells and contribute to aging and disease. This is why I say people are force feeding themselves. You are eating way too much. You're eating way too much. People eat way too much. Like, yo, do you realize, like, if you eat for the sake of it being 12 o'clock, something is wrong with you in my eyes. That's all I'm going to say. There's no possible way you're eating on the clock, around the clock, because you're going to die by the clock, too. Because you're conditioning your body to to deal with that much weight and food, to deal with that much, to deal with that much. Now, and, and the reason why I say that is, let's do this. How long does it take to digest food right let's just go to general question after you eat it takes about six to eight hours for food to pass through your stomach and small intestine wow so so mind you we have these ranges of hours six to eight hours so if you eat at 9 30 right let's go through the time 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock is when this food will be ready to go. Now, because we're not children, we're not pissing the bed no more. We're not shitting on ourselves. So, what happens is you get up, you piss, you shit, and then you fill yourself right back up with breakfast. Then you might piss, but it's also based on what you ate. Gastric emptying takes 2 to 5 hours, small bowel transit 2 to 6 hours colonic uh yeah colonic transit 10 to 59 hours and whole gut transit 10 to 73 hours so 74 hours is three days so you talking about oh my god man this this phone is dying i'm gonna have to speed this up so y'all hear that right and let's go back to the article which one is it right it's basically the cellular cleanup for me you don't want to be so decrepit at 35. You don't want to be so decrepit at 45. You still want to be functioning. You still want to be able to jump and do all of this, that, and the third. You have to have some type of fasting. If anybody is wanting to bait me and say I'm wrong, listen, people who practice and walk the Muslim faith, they practice Ramadan. They practice all these other things. I went to school, went to high school with somebody who looked it like Drake, but he was Arab and his family, they, they did the Ramadans and the stuff like that. So he couldn't even sit with us at lunch when it was Ramadan because, well, you are already starving and hungry. So you don't want to look at a bunch of other people eating just simple as that. But it's also because, you know, and I believe Ramadan and things like that are a more mental thing than a physical thing. I think on the physical side of things, you're clearing the cellular waste and you're getting all that waste and then you're getting that stuff out you and you cleaning your body up on the inside. As far as, you know, that's that's what I think it is you know, as far as the physical products, but other than that, I think it's a mental thing because it's mind over matter. You can either cave to your flesh and just be like, all right, all right, all right. And you not be in control of your body, or you could be in control of your body and be like, you know what? I can do this and only eat what I'm allowed to eat or what I'm specified to eat during this point in time. So that's, that's what I really want to, uh, let everybody know is that when you go without eating for X amount of time, You will clean up your cells. You will clean up the inside of your body. This will help do that. So you definitely want to tap in and get into that. Hopefully I'm back big screened up. So um, I am back big screened up and um, for sure and for certain the my camera is not back how it need to be, but we're going to get right into it with level two news, the main topic. So with level two news, the main topic man, we gotta get right into it because this phone is on ten percent, and this, and this iPhone like to die. So Google Stadia has, Stadia has announced Stadia will be well Google. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of still fucked up about it, which is why I'm fumbling my words. But nonetheless, Google has announced that Stadia will be done with and it's over with, right? And January eighteenth, two thousand twenty-three, it will no longer be of a service. So if you still click the link in the bio, you may or may not be you know still be able to hop in on stadia and enjoy it but it is what it is like i said in my video it had a good run shout out to everybody who made content with stadia on stadia using stadia um you know shout out to everybody y'all know like i say all the time i use google stadia to make content meaning i would do private streams or whatever get my con, get my content stream get my content do whatever whatever And i'm still doing it hey i'm riding to the wheels fall off like, yeah we got months so um you know and a lot of people you know you have fanboys and people like oh man Whatever, right. So it is what it is. But there's a lot of misconception going on, and there's just a lot of um, you know, things going on being said that a lot of people really believe. So let's go ahead and get into it. So right here, make sure I'm screened up. All right. Oh, wait, wait, I'm not screened up. Am I screened up? Okay, I'm screened up now. All right. So right here, this is a prime example of what I was saying, right? So this is a quote quote tweet by somebody on Twitter, and they quote tweeted this saying somebody because somebody said this is Microsoft's strategy in the gaming market to a T, which is the Walmart effect. The Walmart, the Walmart effect is the effect that Walmart has been known to have on the communities in which it builds locations. The presence of a Walmart store can hurt the business of smaller companies and lower wages for local workers. Much of the Walmart effect can be attributed to Walmart's immense buying power. So what they're saying is, is that Microsoft has so much buying power and they're buying Activision Blizzard is, you know, consuming and taking up real estate in the video game market, which is really not because we're talking about in comparison to Sony and and Google, we're talking about Alphabet and this person has the perfect response. Shout out to Rose M2 Silicon on Twitter. This person said, Google is not a smaller company. Google is actually bigger than Microsoft, and Google literally cheated to get Android to top over BlackBerry and iOS and YouTube too. If Google couldn't get Stadia off the ground, that was their issue. No one blamed we used failure on Microsoft, and this is the point I'm making. Y'all have to understand something. Every product is not gonna get off the ground, right? But this is what's gonna lead us into the, let me get that over here, into this article right here, where it said stadia died because no one trusts google now this holds weight this holds weight because google has a track record of pulling the plug on products with promise or services and products that's already out in the market they pull the plug on it and stadia is just now on the list of things like the google graveyard is a thing like there's a website where you can just find and look at every single thing that google has pulled the plug on now, in this article, something they they mentioned was the business model should have been better. And that's that's one thing I want to combat and argue real quick. So if anybody thinks something, oh, the model wasn't good, you're wrong. So right here, it says it may it might have made sense if the proposal was you pay twenty dollars a month and some Google sorcery. Well, yeah, some Google sorcery lets you play your PlayStation, Xbox, Switch or PC games Or wherever you want. A real platform agnostic bridge builder type thing. And Google will probably be paying millions behind the scenes for the privilege. Kind of like what Samsung is attempting. But no. You couldn't get access to your existing games. Couldn't even use your own controller. That's false. I use the Xbox controller. And I've been using the Xbox controller this entire time while playing on Stadia. Stadia is is factually known to allow other controller support playstation xbox random controller that is clearly stated and clearly was a thing so y'all have to be aware that when articles say stuff like this it's just non-factual and it feeds into the, the messed up narrative right it costs you a little it costs you a bill to get in the door plus the monthly fee then you had to buy games on top of that for a price let's stop right there it costs you to get in the door no it doesn't get on open the chrome browser type in stadia.com there you go you play through the internet browser click and play it's that fast and that simple you didn't have to order a chromecast you didn't and don't have to order a chromecast you can't no more because they are closing the shit but you didn't have to you could access the platform completely free the monthly fee was optional the stadia platform was actually free all you had to do was buy the game but the issue was People didn't want to buy the game over, especially when they couldn't bring their saves over and they couldn't link their saves between Steam, Epic, PlayStation or Xbox. So now you would have to literally start the game over from from level one. So all the work you just did on your PlayStation, on your Xbox, on Steam, on Epic, all of that gone. You can't bring it with you at full price. So mind you, what is the price of Stadia? Zero dollars. Stadia Pro, which is the paid tier, which got you. Free games every month, better deals when they had deals on the store and whatever the case may be, was $10 a month. So why would you want somebody to pay $20? $20 is a fucking is absurd. People playing $15, $20 right now for Xbox Game Pass and fucking Game Pass is trash. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. But in my opinion, game pass to trash. Especially when games don't even stay on Game Pass. Excuse me. They don't stay, they don't stay on Game Pass. They get on Game Pass and then guess what? Xbox, they start announcing, hey, this game is going to leave Game Pass. It's going to leave xCloud. You better play it or you got to buy it. Yeah. Guess what? Games leave Stadia Pro didn't leave the Stadia platform. Come on, bro. I'm not paying $20 for a time trial. The fuck out of here. Excuse language for the sensitive ears. And here's where it was really doomed. Because while people will happily drop a couple bucks in here and there for a Google service, no one is going to pay hundreds for something they have a sneaking feeling is going to be completely worthless in short order. So that's kind of true. And moving on into the article, Google's legacy of killing products is infamous. Its twists and turns on priorities, branding standards, and everything else have made it clear to everyone that they cannot be trusted with anything beyond their core services. And they even like to screw those up now and then. So mind you, this this article is correct and wrong in a lot of different places. And like I said, Google has a track record of pulling the plug on services and products they have put out in, or have had out for years or however amount longer time. So a lot of people are on the fence and even even uh behind the scenes I had talks with some friends and stuff that I've made on Stadia. And we've talked about this and, you know, it's though, one of the main things that take a big shot and blow is right now is Google's credibility. Google's credibility and just believability and stuff like that with consumers take a big blow because you're talking about the gaming society, the gaming culture. We we love what we love. We love playing video games. We love playing video games with our friends, girlfriends, dogs, cats. We love playing games. We also love to support the platform that we prefer to play on. Xbox, PC, PlayStation, Nintendo, it doesn't matter. If that's where you game and that's what you like the game, how you like the game, you're going to support that. So with you having a vast range of gamers from five years old to 56 and even older, you have to, Google Google was brand new to the video gaming space. So they were going to struggle regardless. And a lot of people said the writing was on the wall when um, you know they closed down sg uh stadia games entertainment they own a studio for creating games well i was like no 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 because right when that happened covet kind of happened too so mind you if you remember the whole video game entertainment the whole video game industry took a blow too because now certain things the the price went up because Well, early on, you had these shortages. Early on, you had to pivot. Early on, you had to do things. So remember when all those games got pushed back? Remember when everything kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back? Because, oh, the pandemic is here and everybody got to work from home. So that costs money. You don't have the same resources at home that you do at the office. This stuff costs money. Y'all just sitting here thinking, oh well, they pushed it back. Well, they can work on it some more. No, you still about to get the same shit. It's just gonna take longer now. So stuff got pushed back. Got the Knights got pushed back. Like it was a couple other games that got pushed back to the following year, which was like 2022, I believe. It got pushed back to this year, which is why they some of these games are dropping now. It's October. Got Gotham Knights is supposed to come out this month. This was this game was supposed to be out like last year. Like y'all y'all not understanding this. So. You know but this person right here even in the article says i still have my original super nintendo which plays as well as it did the day i brought it home my mario Kart, metroid cartridges have been working for 30 years now i have games on steam bought a decade ago i can play them now and so on and so on and so on but what they said right here is where they get caught there are digital copies of games on my ps3 that will boot up right now if i felt like digging it out of storage well here's the problem i did a story not a story Remember, y'all, for the new people, y'all don't remember this, but for the OG people who've been listening, there's an episode where I, where I went over a story that popped up online of a guy not able to play Chrono Trigger anymore on his PS3 because it, quote unquote, expired. The date on the digital file changed, so now he could no longer access it because it said it expired in like 1973 or something. It's 2000 something. It's no longer the 70s. So why would it be that? so he couldn't play it no more even though he was playing it up to that very point so this is why when you have the digital copies of things you kind of really don't own it still even though you spent your money and put in your credit card info and you bought it you really don't own it because at the moment something like that happens guess what it's over it's over for you bro hold on let me hit the game over button man let me hit this game over button for y'all real quick because that's just what it is you know what i'm saying you don't have control over that IP and over nothing. Game over. It's over for you. It's going to be over for you. So uh, although the digital copies and what this this comment is true, it's also true what happened because it actually happened. Or what I just said. It actually happened. I covered it on my show. So yes, that's part of the reason why I don't, I wouldn't say people not believing Google is the reason why um you know, whatever the case may be why Stadia failed. It's just more so that it, uh, you got to understand, bro, even with Alphabet, Google being a billion trillion dollar, however much company, a budget is a budget. You know what I'm saying? And this is where, and this is my stance on the whole thing, right? As far as monetarily, a budget is a budget. So if I'm a billion trillion dollar company and I set the budget for whatever it is. That's what it is. We're not going above or below that. This is the budget. This is the money we're using. This is what we got for it. We start using any more money outside of that. I might have to start pulling from another area, which is going to F everything up. We not, That's not what you do. And, you know, so it just is what it is, man. And the other side of it on the consumer fan side of things would be the bad press. You had articles just negatively shitting on stadia for no point of reason everybody hopped on the bandwagon as y'all see now go on twitter go on youtube everybody sitting here rejoicing oh man stadia did stadia did yeehaw yeehaw like really bro game pass is trash the playstation shit trash nintendo trash oh uh, uh, well what gfn is the only one is the is the one that was in second to me hell i might be going to gfn because i refuse to buy a fucking box but Let's get into this uh, right here to move on, because like I said, my phone is dying and I'm talking mad, mad fast. Um, So with Stadia going down, they said something in their um, excuse me, in their blog post, which was made by Phil Harrison. Oh, and not to mention Phil Harrison. Before we get into this, Phil Harrison is bad fucking juju. This man is bad juju. I got to bring up that tweet again. I got to bring up that tweet again. Hold up. Got to go to Twitter. We gotta go to Twitter. So everybody on the audio, hold on, man. Hold on, man. Let me go on my Twitter real quick. I gotta show y'all this. It might be in my tweets and replies. I don't know, but we about to find out. Let me find out some, 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 some. Let me find out R.I.P. Let me, let me find out. Let me find out. Let me. Oh yeah. While I'm finding this out, hey man, hit hit the uh, gaming channel. And when you click the everything dev the gamer link, when you hit that link tree you got that new song out right now. God talk. It's also on my SoundCloud too. I uploaded it there. Um, Lyrics and all that are in the description so you can read it. If you, for some reason, don't understand English. Um, I'm trying to find it. Phil Harrison, Phil Harrison. I think I retweeted it. I might have retweeted it or I might have liked it. Oh, no, no. I retweeted it. So right here for everybody on the audio, you can't see for the visual people right here. Right. Somebody put a track record of Phil Harrison out. 1992 to 2008, Phil Harrison quit after disaster PS3 launch. 2008, 2010, Infogames slash Atari filed for bankruptcy in 2013. Uh, that's kind of a typo because you said 2010, 2013. Nonetheless, doesn't matter. Trash. 2010, 2012, Gaikai bought by Sony. 2012, 2015, quit after disaster Xbox One launch. 2018, 2023 to 2023, Google Stadia closes in less than five years. Bad juju. At some point, you got to start looking at the people involved. You got to start looking at all the pieces, making the machine move. Like whatever is attached to Phil Harrison and Phil, don't take this no type of way. And if I'm burning any bridges, so so be it. But um, you got to understand and look at what is attached to this man. If whatever this man has a track record, somebody has just. This is a whole track record of just things failing, going down in flames. Bad, 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 bad. The reason why I'm not going to criticize the PlayStation 1 so much is because the PlayStation tech is true to form, right? The PS3 was godly. It was just the reason why it still was able to sell in whatever the case. It was a good piece of hardware. As far as everything else, eh. But, um, well, Stadia really wasn't hardware. Stadia is really software. But nonetheless, you have all these failings, filings for bankruptcy, things going left, right? Like, what is it when Phil Harrison gets into the equation that just makes everything go bad? Like, you have to look at Phil Harrison. Think about Phil Harrison. Look at this man's track record. And at some point, you got to sit there and go. Hold up. Me personally, I don't know what that is. I'm not behind the scenes, but I know for a damn show. Whatever, when this man is in the equation, there is a high chance that whatever it is, is going to fail. Now, I'm not saying everything in this man's on this man's table is doomed to fail. But what I am saying is there is a chance. So when he put out this uh, stuff right here, because it says Phil Harrison, vice president, general manager, at Stadia. Right. You know, this this is how everybody knew. And this is how they broke the news of studio closing. Uh, I said studio of Stadia closing down in 2023. But here's what stuck out to me right here, right? This is what stuck out to me, and it reads, the underlying technology platform that powers Stadia has been proven at scale and transcends gaming. We see clear opportunities to apply this technology across other parts of Google, like YouTube, Google Play, and our augmented reality efforts, as well as make it available to our industry partners, which aligns with where we see the future of gaming headed. We remain deeply committed to gaming and we will continue to invest in new tools, technologies, and platforms that power the success of developers, industry partners, cloud customers, and creators. Now, why is that important? And this stuck out to me because, well, they already did this before. Now, going back to the comment in the thing I touched on where people in the gaming space, YouTube, Twitter, wherever, they were saying, Oh, well, the days are numbered because SGE closed. Well, well, no some people said that days are number and the writing on the wall was then this is where this article i have up on the screen now is where i believe the writing was on the wall here so if you remember at and t at and t y'all know how if you if you're an og you I mean you know how i get down at and t at and t partners with google stadia for cloud gaming demo so this is like a year plus ago basically now because yeah this is basically a year ago where uh at and t they used the Stadia technology. They used the, st- the technology Google had to power their own kind of platform and let everybody play Batman: Arkham Knight. So, if you had an AT&T account or you signed up for AT&T, you could use, you could play, you could play it through at tcom This is when the white labeling came about, and they also did more white labeling with AT&T with Control. So. Uh, well now so to uh put a little insight and make some things aware, like i said i had conversations behind the scenes with some friends and stuff like that and we were talking about this and we were all shopping around good ideas we we shooting in the dark and we hitting something we might not be able to see it but we hitting something bing 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 we hitting something everything we throwing out accurate everything we throwing out correct accurate accurate we hitting something ding 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 ding, ding. man we shooting in the dark but we know we hitting something because we hear it right one of the homies Has said something and I was and I told him, you know what? When that white labeling happened, they started letting us play Batman through at and T and control through at and T, whatever. That's when I that's when I thought and probably was like, okay, if if this ain't gonna last long, that means plan A was actually plan B and plan B was actually plan A. And this right here proves that, right? The underlying technology platform that power Stadia has been proven at scale and transcends gaming. We see clear opportunities to apply this technology across other parts of Google, like YouTube, Google Play, and our augmented reality efforts, as well as make it available to our industry partners, which aligns with where we see the future of gaming headed. We remain deeply committed to gaming, and we will continue to invest in new tools, technologies, and platforms that power the success of developers, industry partners, cloud customers, and creators. That proves that right there plan b was actually plan a and plan a was actually plan b why because that's what they pivoted to right as the world went to fucking shit right as GE goes down okay great just turn it to a storefront you're now another steam epic except 100 backed by the cloud then what okay let's partner up with at and t play batman on, on here okay white labeling once that happened i was like okay y'all not gonna make y'all's own games no more that may be out the budget now y'all white. Now y'all you yeah, now y'all shopping around. Hey, look what I got. Look what I got. Hey, look what I can do. Look what I can do. And my shit is proven. Jay Raymond in multiple articles. Yeah, no, the the Stadia Tech is top tier. Other people. Yeah, the Stadia Tech is there. Everybody and their mama on YouTube will sit there and say, Yeah, no, the Stadia Tech is there. it, it is the one, right? Now guess what? They tried it out, and they're gonna continue to do that. Now guess what happens? I guarantee you they're going to license this things out. This goes back to the licensing wars. And I don't even and see, see, I think somebody from Google listening to me now, I don't know. I don't know who it is and I don't care who it is. Don't don't make yourself known. Don't make yourself known. Don't even make yourself known to me. Don't blow it. Don't fucking blow the coop. What you got to understand is. I even said on one of my previous episodes, I don't think Google understands how much of a monopoly they have on the cloud gaming market, just because the Stadia Tech is so so out there. So I'm theory crafting right now. The Stadia Tech is so great, like it does things flawlessly. Just click and play this, that, and the third. It plays flawlessly. Some people think, oh, the internet speeds ain't up to speed. No, it is up to speed. I have, I'm, I'm, I have the, ba- the most basic package of internet I could possibly afford right now, and I plug up via Ethernet and I have a stable connection, little to no latency, little to no latency. And when I mean little, I mean little, unless I, I tell people all the time, it's basically AOL 2.0. You ain't got a trip about somebody being on the phone and the internet cutting off. That's what you had to worry about 20 years ago, 25 years ago, early 2000s, late 90s. You had to worry about somebody picking up the phone and then cutting the whole internet service off to the computer because that's how trash internet was back then. I know you knew booties is like, what? That's what happened? Yeah, bro, that's what happened. Hold up. You would be on your computer, playing the computer game, searching the interwebs, and then the phone would ring, and you'll be like, I hope don't nobody answer the phone. Somebody pick up the phone, you hit the next page, and the page cannot be reached. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I even played on Wi-Fi and had good times as well. Now, the Wi-Fi, playing playing games on Wi-Fi via Stadia, that was trash. More or less, that's trash. I'm not going to hold nobody. That's God awful. But with, the, with with all this being said, plan A was actually plan B and plan B is now actually plan A. So I wouldn't be surprised if GFN, Xbox, PlayStation or whoever licenses this tech out. That way their stuff can not only look better, but play better. Because why? The Stadia tech is that fucking golly. Immersive streams for games. The shit is that fucking golly. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. It's just that fucking golly. I don't give a damn what type of box you got. Bruh, I played on Stadia since it fucking launched, basically. And been playing for Stadia Pro since this motherfucker been out. Bruh, there is no way I'm going back to a goddamn box. There is no way. I'm at some point I'm gonna do my Amazon Luna Free trial, see how that works. I'm gonna take my GFN trial, see how that worked. You know, I'm 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 I'ma I'm go around shopping. Hey man, what little B say? I'ma go out shopping. I'ma go out robbing. I'ma go out shopping. I'ma go out robbing. Real bass boy stand up. See, y'all don't even know what base shit. Y'all I would be seeing y'all in the comments too. I be I be snooping around on the interwebs. Y'all be saying based. i would be like, what? And then i would be like, nah, y'all gotta give Lil B his credit. Give Lil B his credit, man. For real. Give give the guy his credit, bro. Give Lil B his credit. He started all this base shit got me fucked up excuse the language man i had to get hot real quick but um no with that being said they're going to chop it around i believe And then you know what google what they need to do is keep ownership of the the immersive streams keep the ownership this is what i hope they do right keep ownership of it don't sell it a lot of people you'll hear people in these videos say oh they should have just sold it they should have just sold it from the beginning Uh uh-uh. uh. you don't sell no sh- like that Mm-mm. you don't sell the golden goose Mm-mm, the golden goose pooping out golden eggs you don't you don't get rid of the money that's what you don't do you don't get rid of the money you make the money so what happens hey listen to me keep ownership of it google keep the ownership but you license that motherfucker out you want to know why because that's what's going to happen and that's what's already happening now with and this is gonna lead us into the next thing right the active vision blizzard fucking shit we have updates with the Activision Blizzard deal and stuff like that. So headline reads, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan, quote unquote, flew to Brussels to voice concerns to EU over Xbox's Activision deal. A lot of people sit here saying Sony's scared. people scared. Oh, man, they really try to stop Xbox. Once again, go back to what I read. Xbox is not the biggest player in the video game market. Number one. Number two, keep in mind, and understand that this is a big deal because why? Gears of War was exclusive to Xbox. Am I right or am I wrong? Halo was exclusive to Xbox. Am I right or am I wrong? So now, when you have one of the biggest games in the world that, are, that is multi-platform, you want to make that exclusive? Are you at your fucking mind? Like, 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 do you like, and, and what are they saying? Oh, well, of course they said they would not going to do that. It costs too much money. But then when you look at the deals and we went over it in the many articles that because I'm keeping, you know, keeping tabs upon this shit, right? What? Sony said, Hey man, we, they was only going to let us rock with call of duty for three years after the fact. And we was like, Oh no, no, that's not going to work. And I'm sitting there with Sony too. Shit. Me and Sony looking at, looking at uh, Microsoft like this. Hold up. Like, what you mean, bro? Like, what you mean? What you mean three years? What you mean? You see how he look on my screen right now? Do y'all see this man on my screen? For people in the audio, y'all don't see this man. Y'all don't see Jim on my screen. Y'all don't see Jim on my screen. Y'all see Jim? That's how me and Jim looking at Sony. We looking like, like, bro. Like, like, like what's up with y'all, man? Like, like, what's wrong with y'all? What's up with y'all, man? So let's go ahead and get into it. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan reportedly flew to Brussels last month to meet with European Union regulators, currently scrutinizing Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. According to, according to reports, the Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO personally visited the EU headquarters on September 8th to voice the console rivals concern over the $68.7 billion deal. Hey, um, every article, this seems to get a little lower. <laughs> like, first it was being reported at $70 billion. Then it said, like, $69.5. Now it's $68.7. What the fuck? Wait a minute, man. What the fuck? Hold up. What the fuck? Why the price keep going down? (laughs) Why the price keep going down, man? As has been widely publicized in recent weeks, PlayStation's concerns over the deal are around the future release arrangements for the Call of Duty series, which is regularly PlayStation's annual bestseller, and whether it will be pulled from their platforms. Right? So let me uh, let me keep scrolling down here. Google is also said to have voices concerned to EU regulators, according to the same sources. Last month, the yeah, last month, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said Microsoft had committed to making Call of Duty available on PlayStation for several more years after Sony's current marketing deal with Activision expires. However, SIE CEO Ryan, who is reportedly seeking access to future Call of Duty games on equal terms and in perpetuity responded publicly by calling Microsoft proposal for keeping the series on PlayStation consoles, quote unquote, inadequate on many levels, which I agree. Now, a lot of people saying, oh, Google, hey, you know them too. Google, hey, you know them too. First of all, Google ain't hating on nothing. And everybody's like, oh, the buyout, whatever. But here's the thing. It's called licensing. In In the video game space, let me tell y'all something. When it comes to these IPs, depending on what, which, what and which IP it is, ownership is the power. Ownership is the power, right? So now what? Even if Call of Duty is a big draw for, for uh, Sony, that doesn't matter. You're talking about pulling this from a platform where I'm pretty sure half of the player base of Call of Duty in general exists. Right. And I and I just want to make sure uh, let, let's, let's talk to Call of Duty player base. OK, Warzone 2022 player count. In June 2022, Activision announced that Warzone has seen over 125 million players since its launch, which is the total amount of players who have downloaded and played the game since March 2020. Okay. Okay. Now let's do this. Call of Duty, Warzone, player base, Sony. About 70% of Call of Duty Warzone players are from consoles. A survey performed shows that 42% of Warzone players are from PlayStation and 25% on Xbox, which makes seven, which makes about 70% of its player base. PC users came in with 28%. So, yet again, somebody explain to me how Sony is scared of some shit. Y'all really think Microsoft... Is gonna convert the bulk of the damn player base to Xbox, the console where the controllers still take batteries. Oh, but you can buy a battery pack. Why well, I gotta buy accessories? Why well, I gotta buy accessories and shit? Sold, sold separately, man. What, what the fuck going on over here? Seventy percent of COD Warzone players are on consoles. Now, out of that seventy percent, forty-two percent. Our own PlayStation, bruh. You already can't find a PS5, let alone the new Xbox. What make you think somebody about to go do this shit? Are you out your mind? Hold up, man. Hold up, man. Hold up, man. Hold up, man. Hold up. Are you out your mind? Bruh, anybody spending another damn near $1,000 on a goddamn box to buy Call of Duty over again for an Xbox is dumber than Klaus trying to commit suicide in a bowl of water. Place. <laughs> like, are you are you are you dumb or are you dumb? So, like, this is what I've been telling y'all. There is it's, it's just not, it's going to be dumb. I wouldn't go to Xbox to play no dang going Call of Duty. i tell you that. I'll tell you that. As far as Google, I mean, I wouldn't care about what the hell Google's saying right now when it comes to this. Just for the simple fact that, bro, y'all ain't got Stadia no more. So, it's whatever. Just license out the shit, like I said, and make them pay every year. F that. So, we also have... More updates. Right. Activision's controversial CCO will step down ahead of Microsoft acquisition. And it says the former advisor. Right. 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 See, so everybody on the visuals, y'all can read this all day. But guess what? Audio, folks, the former advisor to the Bush administration. Hold up. Hey. Will remain at Activision Blizzard in an advisory role. Yeah, the plot thickens, don't it, boys? The plot thickens. Activision Blizzard Chief Compliance Officer Frances Townsend has stepped down from her role at the company. An email from Bobby Kotick has revealed, Ooh, pick up them names you just dropped. Right? See, so look, it didn't go back up to 70 billion. Like, what is it? Is it 68.7 billion or 70 billion? Like, y'all got to quit playing with me. Right? So. She's stepping down. She will act as a senior advisor to the company's board and chief executive. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's fine. But the reason why this is important is because when you got a, when you got billions on the table, you got to understand, man, it's chestnut checkers. People will start moving and, and switching positions around before or after the storm comes to that way. They can have the better outcome in a position. And that's just pretty much all this is, man. Townsend, who previously served as the assistant for Homeland Security and counterterrorism to President George W. Bush. Hold up. Hold up. Had been executive vice president for corporate affairs and chief compliance officer at Activision Blizzard since March 2021. So this woman had the job for a little over a year and said, oh, hell no, let me switch a seat. (laughs) Uh, She want to fuck her and her friend wanted to f that what that nigga say. Uh excuse me language for the sensitive ear, man. It's the Jimmy Wapo line that popped in my head. He he said she he said something about the girl effing him and her friend wanted to, so he told her switch your seats. Uh man, I gotta figure out uh roll 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 my NJB. I'll tell you all, man. RP Jimmy Wapo man. Anyway, um Yeah, however, Townsend found herself under fire in response to the DEFH lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, which accused the company of failing to properly address reports of harassment and discrimination. So listen, I told y'all, I told y'all, man, hold up. Hold up. Listen, I purposely wasn't covering the harassment and discrimination going on at Activision Blizzard, because I I already told y'all before in the previous episodes, but... Things like this is what Microsoft are going to have to inherit. Now, this could also be a problem because if this doesn't get fixed, there's going to be problems at Microsoft now, and it's going to be on Microsoft hands. So guess what? She said, hold on, let me switch your seats because I don't like how this, this seat getting a little too hot. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, yo. So listen, first she reportedly sent a company-wide email calling it, a quote-unquote a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit, which quote-unquote presented a distorted and untrue picture of our company, including factually incorrect, old, and out of context stories. This is a woman. Hold up. Hey. This is a woman saying, "All the rest of you women's that work there, y'all capping, y'all, y'all lying." She just said y'all lying. She just said allegedly that y'all lying. She said, y'all lying. These stories is old and they out of context. So not only is she saying y'all lying, she's saying she know what y'all talking about and it's out of context and it's old. Damn. Her comments, which formed part of Activision Blizzard's combative response to the lawsuit, contributed to employees staging a walkout in protest of working conditions at the company and a loss of faith in its leadership. Wow. No, thank you. Later, Townsend drew significant criticism for using her Twitter account to tweet, quote unquote, the problem with whistleblowing in the message linking to an Atlantic article on the subject. After being flooded with responses, Townsend reportedly started blocking Activision Blizzard employees on Twitter and later deleted her account. Oh, dang. Dang. She tried to stand up to it. She said, look, I ain't going down. I ain't going down. But then. You know, she ultimately went down. Game over. She went down, buddy. She deleted that account. She deleted that whole account, buddy. So, yeah, man, Um, you know, this is just an issue Microsoft is going to inherit. And it seems to only be getting worse. Um, I really don't like talking about it. Don't want to talk about it. Mainly because, you know, there's this whole feminism movement that's been going on for Who knows? Well, I know how long, but, you know, I'm not an RP content creator, but I do watch some RP and I have been uh, imprinted, I will say, with the RP. And I kind of been RP-ish anyway. It's just it's been solidified and now it's stamped. So RP or bust. Um, With that being said, you know, this feminism things, women in the workplace. Everybody has to be cordial and professional. I'd rather everybody be in a professional workplace than a friendly one, to be honest. But at the same time, with this wave, especially here in America, with feminism, women empowerment, all this stuff going on in the video game space, excuse me, personally, I've been aware Personally, I've been aware of women being on board creating some of my favorite video games, whether they were from the art department, they contributed with level design, they contributed with character creation, they contributed to the dialogue, whatever the case. Like, I was watching Mythic Quest, and I didn't even know the one girl was the voice of Tiny Tina. And I was like, oh, shit, well, would you look at that? I was like, that's crazy. I was like, oh, she dope. Like, 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 bro, a lot of things be void of my mind. A lot of things are void of my mind. So it don't strike me that, okay what some people are making an issue is an issue because it's not an issue to me, right? So it's just like, yo, I don't really want to talk about some of this stuff. I'm, I'm going to go big screen. I'm going to go big screen. I really don't want to talk about some of this stuff because honestly, the shit don't fucking matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think, oh, this is cool. Like, I like the Tiny Tina character. Love Tiny Tina as a character. I love that character. She dope. She raw. You know what I'm saying? But then seeing the person actually be acting out and just... I mean, hell, this person been in the industry. They know what it is. So watching her on Mythic Quest was mad. Don't, I forgot her name. So I'm, I'm not purposely not saying her name. I just forgot her name. So I'm not even going to try But, you know, she, it, it was just dope to see. Same thing with Sonic Fox, right? And it, it, I said Sonic Fox Rice. <laughs> Sonic Fox Rice. Hey, Sonic Fox, if you listen to this show and you hear this, make make your own rice and call it Sonic Fox Rice hold up Sonic Fox Rice so um no even with Sonic Fox I didn't know he was gay or whatever it was that he was until like way after the fact of following him around and being a fan of his work in the FGC like I always thought and to this day I think Sonic Fox is probably top five top he's if not top ten he's definitely top five of like gods and fighting game in the history of fighting games sonic fox is him so you know i always looked at him i watched his footage watched him compete just look at his skill level look how the man plays like from mortal kombat to tekken to whatever it's like bro this dude he got the he got it bro like that's gonna be a hard one to beat if you in the tournament and you got to go against sonic fox and then i forgot what i was watching but it said you know that he was gay or whatever it was i personally don't know what he identifies as i don't effing care But, you know, it's such of a thing. It had to be mentioned. And I never knew that. So once I had that information, I sat there and I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I still like the guy. Guy Guy's cool to me. He's still cool. He would. Well, he the FGC furry king or something. All right, cool. I rock with the FGC furry king. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, I might not flow that way or the other way. But regardless of the matter is I like people for just what they contribute. If I'm impressed or whatever, then that's just what it is. It's not because you a woman. It's not because you this. It's not because you that. It's because you came out here to the world and you contributed and you did whatever you did. It's just that simple. And me personally, oh, I like what you did or I appreciate your work. Hey, I'm a fan of yours. Can I get a picture? Can you sign me something? You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, especially here in America with the world being PC and all this extra shit, y'all already know how I'm rocking. I don't really rock like that. You know, it just is what it is. I don't care if you identify as a tree, elemental P, LGBTQ+, XYZ. It's so many goddamn shits now. Just the other day, somebody had to tell me, no, they added like 20 more letters. I was like, goddamn. But, um, you know, it's just like, bruh, if I go to McDonald's and you one of these LGBTQ people, and i come back because i ordered just ketchup and cheese on my shit and i come back tripping because it's mustard and then you tell me you can't say this and do this to me i'm lgbtq i'ma get mad as hell i'ma get mad as hell and start vandalizing the motherfucking mcdonald's you want to know why because i asked for something very simple i was clear and direct in my speech i'm not drunk i'm not high i don't do drugs I am completely 100% sober. I asked for my McDouble with ketchup and cheese. Why did I bite into it or open it and see yellow goo all of my shit? That's not melted cheese. It's mustard. I don't like mustard. I don't want mustard, which is why I didn't ask for it. And which is why I asked for only goddamn ketchup. The fuck is wrong with your stupid ass? Now, I'm gonna sit here and get attacked. I'm going to sit here and get attacked because, oh, well, how you talk, da-da-da, which I've been told my whole life. Oh, how you talk just make it seem such a way. Well, it ain't no other fucking way I'm going to speak and how I'm going to say it. It's just point blank here. My expression will know no suppression. So if you're going to kill me for speaking and saying exactly what it is, then by all means, you might as well smoke the whole fucking human race or whatever because why if I sit here and point outside to you and be like what color is the grass and you tell me green and I ask you what color was it yesterday you say green and I ask you what color is it gonna be tomorrow you say green okay if that is a fact if that is a, that is a true statement and it's a fact and it's never gonna change it's never gonna change that I want motherfucking ketchup on my shit and I don't want mustard I'm not gonna like mustard yesterday I ain't like mustard tomorrow I don't like it today I never will never have I'm not gonna like it mm mm-hmm. see what I don't like in this world today, is just period, is that people will penalize you for, you knowing exactly what you want, and I don't get it. I I just I honestly just don't get it. I know what I want. I know what I want. Who I want. How I want it. Why is that such of a problem? I don't I don't understand that. But that's gonna do it for this episode of the gamers day. And I know I had to speed it up. I know it was going fast. We still busted over out. We still busted out an hour. You know what I'm saying? But uh once again, this show is available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung. Visuals are on Rumble, are on Hideout. I do upload it on YouTube. So um, yeah, man. Make sure y'all hit all those links in the description. Appreciate any and all support, every like, every rating, every subscription, every monetary payment. I appreciate any and all of it. I'm going to keep on going until the wheels fall off in this mug here. And, um, you know, so make sure you keep up with me on my socials or, or on fanbase or whatever. Make sure y'all follow me on fanbase as well. Follow me on fanbase. That's the social media platform I'm trying to migrate to. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well. So this will be twitter.com slash you can follow me on Twitter as well. I do have an Instagram, DevTheGamer, well, uh, at Dead the Gamer, XIV on Instagram as well. Um, even though I am going to be active on all of these, I just, I probably won't respond to you on, I, I'm not going to respond to you on Instagram. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to respond to you on Instagram. I, I might respond. You got a better chance of getting me to respond to you on Twitter or fan base at this point. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It just is what it is. Um, But with that being said, yeah, man, Hope y'all have a good day, good night, whichever it is you you're listening to this on, whichever time it is. And I'm going to catch y'all next time.
1: Gone.